Blog Talk Radio. Credit for that site, 
and that song, although it is free. But I, I heard it immediately, and I loved it. I do want to add a little voiceover to it like I did for the last one. I, I didn't get a chance to do that, but I also wanted to get you guys' feedback. So I'm glad you liked it, and that'll be our new theme for the foreseeable future. So let's jump right in. New format for the show is very simple, three to four topics, 45 minutes or so, maybe an hour, and we're out. Um, you know, if we get on a roll and want to go longer, fine, but I have – found over the years that our best shows are generally about an hour um, where we can give it maximum energy and, and then get on out and move on with our evening. So that's what we're going to try to do this year. First topic, we'll get to A-Rod. That's a big one. But I had to start here, and I'm very curious, after week one, this is the first time we've ever started the show after a game has been played, like, this is really unusual. Usually we're talking about what we think is going to happen. Well, we already know at least week one. We know what happened. So I got to tell you, we've got three teams represented on this phone call. We'll get to the Cowboys. But we have the Bears and we have the Steelers. We have Dr. Train, the ultimate Bears fan, who don't want to talk about quarterbacks. And we have K-Star, who came on the show talking about I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> now, I want you guys, which, like, after one week, and, you know, I don't get into this. I, I, I You know, you watch the other shows like, oh, you know, is this team going to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, all that bullshit after week one is just stupid to me. We're not talking about Super Bowls after week one. We're not talking about – all I want to know is which team – looked worse to you guys, to you train and UK star, because I'll be honest, both of y'all didn't know. Shit, let me help him out. You know what I'm saying? So he don't have to, so he don't have to sweat no bullets. So it was us. And I'll tell you why it was us. Okay? All right, if you look at the, if you look at the Steelers, you know, Thomas Thompson has his, has his record of getting his team on track. They don't always start, start hot. You know what I'm saying, and no one, knew, no one knew exactly what to, what to expect. But I watched some, I watched some of their games, and they played a truly dominant 49ers team, for sure dominant 49ers team, and they tried to hang in there. Then I turned and I watched our game, and I said, "What the fuck? What, what are what 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 are we doing?" All I hear all off season is how Justin Fields, DJ Moore are getting along. You know what I'm saying, sharing drinks. You know, going out, hitting, hitting deep balls constantly in camp. All DJ Moore burnt another person. Now, getting the game, the man gets two catches for who gives a damn how many yards because it didn't do anything for him. And mm-hmm. on top of all that, it was against your rival, who did not, I repeat, did not have Aaron Rodgers. We like shit. Mm. We look horrible. Okay. We look worse so, in the field. Hey, Star, your your response to that? I don't know, man. I appreciate that train. I really do. <laughs> and we're about to have like the first ever competitive duel, trying to figure out which team is worse. <laughs> so not a good start. Not a good start to uh, our season. <laughs> He set this bullshit um, up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
You damn right. I knew how to start this show. I said, this is how we start this show. We're not talking about the Cowboys just yet. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers just yet. We're going to talk about the Steelers and the Bears and who stuck it up worse. I know how to get y'all to wake up. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way either one of us is going to give credit to our team because they deserve no credit for what they put out there as a team. The Steelers, I mean, look, we the first half, we started out with five free and outs, okay? The Niners moved up and down the field like an efficient, well-oiled machine, and our defense has been pretty good. It wasn't on Sunday. So you had a defense getting carved up by Brock Purdy and the boys and Christian McCaffrey, and then we had all that preseason hype with Kenny Pickett, and my man was throwing some awful, god-awful passes that, I mean, he could have had four, four interceptions that first half. There was a couple pick-six drops, you know, and which is impressive considering we kept going three and out. So we messed up a drive beginning at the end of the first half, but, man, we thought we had momentum. The second half comes. At least the Bears were able to put some points on the board, right, in garbage time. For yeah. us, our garbage time was just still being garbage. You know, there yeah. wasn't any – there wasn't any good takeaways for the Steelers. There wasn't any positive plays. You know, we had injuries now with Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward. This was the worst Steelers opening game I can remember, you know, in all of my life. And probably the most disappointing one that I can remember. I mean, this was supposed to be a close game. Steelers had a high hopes. People can say what they want, but this team had a winning record last season with a top five defense, and their quarterback is also taking another leap. And he took a leap into the trash can yesterday on Sunday, and it was it was really, really uh, a disgraceful performance. And he needs to bounce back. The whole team needs to bounce back. Nothing, literally nothing worked. I I, I don't even know if I can rewatch that game. It was just there was no positive takeaways. Everything was just pain, and uh, it was very upsetting. At least the Bears put some points on the board, man. I, I, mean, I did not watch point Bears. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, train, train, go ahead. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, yeah, you got to, I mean, yes, you got a point. I, I, I did see some of y'all game, you know, but I just, I, I, uh, however, when I just saw how well or the San Francisco, the 49ers were running, I was just like, oh my God. okay, super, super, super strong team. God damn, they run like a well or machine offensively, defensively. And Ayuk was like, man, don't you ever disrespect me as the wide receiver. I am here. He was, uh, but still, still, we, this, is a, this is a division rival. It is the longest rival in the history of the game. And it was yeah. led by fucking Jordan Love. It was sickening to watch that game and seeing Jordan Love outplay Justin Fields. By far. Like it wasn't even close. Justin Fields just left a shit ton of offense just sitting out there. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong. The one thing that I noticed about quarterbacks in the league, regardless of how good or bad they are, whoever their number one target is, their number one guy is, they will do their best to get that dude the ball the, as many times as they can, even if they're forcing it. 
I've seen every quarterback in the league do this. What the hell is wrong with Justin Fields? So, and when you break down the film, DJ Moore should have had like 10. It's, just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I, I want to add something briefly and just say I did not watch the Bears game. I did see the highlights. I watched a good chunk of the Steelers game because I'm sorry. I I kind of thought the Steelers would put up a bigger fight. I kind of thought they even had a chance to win. I kind of I kind of you know I mean in the NFC they're saying you know the top team in the NFC are the Eagles followed by the Steelers, then maybe the Cowboys. That that was the general consensus going into the season. So, you know, as a football fan and as a Dallas fan, I wanted to watch the Steelers. Of course I was going to watch the Eagles, um, but I wanted to watch the Steelers to see how they did. And I mean, I'm sorry, the, the 49ers. And I was, I'm just being honest, not trying to rain, not, you know, not trying to, you know, there's a, there's a time when we're going to argue and disagree, and there's a time when we're going to agree. I'm agree that I, I kind of felt that when you look at expectations, I thought the Steelers with Pickett had a bit higher expectations coming into the season than the Bears did. That was, that was just how I looked at it, because the Bears are in a division where you've got Minnesota. You're in a division where you've got Detroit, who just knocked off Kansas City, right? And then the unknown is Green Bay, right? That's the unknown because of Jordan Love, right? Um, and so I kind of thought, all right, Steelers in a tough division too, but this is Pickett's year to come through, the new quarterback, and, and certainly they've got one of the best coaches in the league. Although, you know, I'm wondering how long we can say that for, right? Because don't you got to kind of show and prove? You know, it's the same thing with Belichick. Right, like at some point you gotta say, okay, maybe historically, maybe Hall of Fame. You start talking about what their career is, but right now, when we look at coaches in the NFL, hey man, you gotta do just like the players, and you gotta do it every year. And so, um, I was disappointed in what I saw the Steelers put out there for a product. I myself, as a football fan, just thought, man, you know, the Forty ers just went in there and just had their way, you know. So for me it was a little bit more the Steelers than the Bears, but I can certainly understand Train's frustration because this is, what does this feel, third year? Like, this is, isn't this the year when it's supposed to all come it's, together? It's the third year, you right. went out, you traded, you, you got the trade you wanted, you got DJ Moore, you did all this stuff around fields, and it's the same, same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the good news, guys. You can only go up from here. I mean, I mean. And hey, you could be the Jets sitting there looking at you know. I, I, all right, let's 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 transition into talking about the Jets. Um, and and I'm not. Let me just let me be clear, okay? Even though I'm laughing right now, I am not laughing at uh, a Rod and Aaron Rodgers' injury. We we're very kind on this show when it comes to people getting injured. I would never want it. I don't want anybody injured. I, want anybody injured. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope, you know, if he decides to, to stay and play next year, you know, hey, all, all for it and wish him nothing but the best. Now, now that I got that out the way, I do have to say this, though. I do have to say this. 
There's almost a quiet karma in a guy every year wanting to retire, wanting to retire. Why am I going to retire? I've got to go to a dark retreat and decide what I'm going to do, playing around with your team every year, criticizing Brett Favre when he did it, and then you do the exact goddamn thing Brett Favre did. <laughs> and then finally, when you tell when you pretty much intimate that you're going to retire, when you pretty much imply that, yeah, I think this is about it, then at the last minute you decide, oh, I think I'm going to go to New York. And then all of a sudden you're this new person in New York, you go on hard knocks and all of this pomp and circumstance, and I just sat through all of this and I just said, thought injury would happen. I actually thought he was going to go out there and stick it up for the first game. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to go out there for game one and stink it up. I picked the bill. Okay? I thought he was going to go out there and stink it up. And I was going to say, see, all of this hype, all of this pomp and circumstance, all of this Aaron Rodgers is in New York and he's going to the U.S. Open and he's going to Broadway and all of this crap. And I'm sitting there like, really? 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 And then this happens. And, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's just, funny to me from an irony standpoint, not from I want him injured, but from an irony, irony stamp, irony, you know, that four plays, that's all we get. That's it. All of this hype, we get four plays. And three out of the four is running for his life. It was about to be a long night for Aaron Rodgers, let me tell you that. Because he was running for his life right out the, right out the box. And certainly you guys can comment on anything I just said, but if you're I think the owner's name is Woody Johnson, if I have it right. And you're debating on what to do. There's all types of stuff. There's plenty of free agents out there. Um, you got Zach Wilson. And then, of course, you know, the big scuttlebutt is, could you lure Tom Brady back for one more year, right? Could you bring back the GOAT? Would this be something, a team that everyone has said is built for the Super Bowl? I don't know why they said that, but that's what I said. Could you bring the goat in off the bench and have him come in for one year and fill in for Aaron Rodgers? I'll start with JB because we ain't heard much from JB. So JB, if you're the decision maker, how do you how do you handle this? Well, given the severity of the industry or industry or the injury, knowing he's going to be gone for the whole season, why not see if Brady's going to be available right now? You you really have to turn over every stone you possibly can. I don't think Brady would come back, but the worst that he's going to say is no. So see who's out there. You got James Winston's available. I heard there was Taco Flacco wanting to come back. You, If you feel as though you Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not asking you to lay out all the options. I'm asking you what you would do. So you're saying you would pick up Brady. If Brady says no, which is pretty much probably what he's going to say, because we know that's a long shot, then who do you go get? I would look at James Winston. No, it got to get somebody. Yep. You're talking about the start. You would actually go out and find somebody to come in and start. I would have to. I would find somebody that would compete with with Wilson, because they've got Wilson now. and They've got some other guy that was inactive. That's all they have on their roster. So you've got to get another quarterback to compete with them because Wilson's not. He's not quote unquote ready. Compete. There's a game Sunday. Ain't no competition now. <laughs> this is win season now. Then, then no Wilson is your guy. You got to have a starter. 
Yeah, Wilson's your starter. But when I say compete, I mean push. I don't mean just grab one of us, the me's and you's, just to fill up a space. I mean somebody that is going to be able to take the baton and start running in case Wilson stinks to join up or he get hurt and and, and so have somebody push him in practice. So who's your starter on Sunday? It's still Wilson. Okay. Okay. He's still the starter. Okay. That was what I was looking for. Okay. Wilson's your starter, but you go get somebody else's backup, which makes sense. Okay. Dr. Train, what would you do? Nah, I'd start Wilson, man. Just keep the moving business. Ain't like you got a whole okay. lot of options. You just, nah, you, don't. Just, you just don't. Nah, you don't. And, and honestly, you know, uh, you, that, that maturity issue, which I think, which I, where I feel like it was more of that than, than lack of talent for him, you know, maybe that maturity issue is, is, is no longer there and you, you make it better They're play connected. out. They're connected. Did you get that? and talent. Yes. There. We've seen it over and over in the NFL. Uh, all right, hold on. I've got a caller yep. here. Let's see. 973 area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Thank you. First time, uh, first time caller, but uh, no stranger to Block Talk Radio whatsoever. This is Say that again now? Caller. I've, been, <laughs> I've been on Block Talk for about seven years now, so I'm no stranger to this network at all. I'll say this. Um, as much as I don't want to see happen, I think you're going to have to go you know, with Wilson to start um, for the season, even though I'm not really sold on him because he does get injured a lot. And if he goes down, I think the Jets are going to be in for a very long and painful season. Yeah, I, I, I think you're stuck with Wilson because he knows the system. Yeah. I also think that you have to kind of hope that some of the Aaron Rodgers moxie might have rubbed yeah. off during OTAs and preseason. You got to hope that, you know, he learned something from one of the, the best to ever do it. I mean, if he didn't, then why, why you know, then what are you doing? I mean, you got you got the, one of the yeah, greatest well, to ever do it on your – right, exactly. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, caller, I, I'm not yeah. opposed to backing up the Brinks truck and going to Tom Brady and saying, hey, do you have one more run in you? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't – terrible last year he wasn't normal Brady but would you take a 46 year old Tom Brady or a 25 year old Zach Wilson I think I have to go with uh, the 46 year old Brady that's uh, what I'm saying yeah yeah I mean even though I wasn't a big fan of him, I think but, you gotta try you know, worst comes to worst uh, I think we'll have to take him yeah, I mean, you got to try. I don't believe he'll come out of retirement. Yeah. I think he's all set. But I think you still got to try. You got to at least take a stab. And if not, then, then Zach, then, you know, the, the, your money, <laughs> your season, and all the hopes and all the pomp and circumstance. I like that. I like pomp and circumstance. All of that is on, is on Zach Wilson. And let's see if a year later he, he can deliver because he certainly didn't do well last year. Oh, my God. Oh, my certainly God. Certainly not. No. All right. Appreciate yeah. your thoughts. Thanks for calling in. All right. I shall return. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, okay, so I'll give you a minute with this one. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would try to make a really strong pitch. Tom Brady. Hard none. Um. 
you know, he just seems like, you know, he he's smart enough to absorb the playbook, you know, do this easy stuff, make sure that he beats playmakers and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and guys like that. I think he could play, and I would make an absolute huge pitch because they have a school contending defense along with it. Yeah. I, 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 and you know what? I, I, I've been a Cowboy fan my whole life. I've been a Cowboy fan longer than Jerry Jones has owned the team. And I'll tell you what, when you're looking at your season and you don't know where your season's going to go, you might as well make money. That's what Jerry Jones always did. You might as well be in the news. What? There's no bigger move in sports right now. I'm talking about sports, not just football. There would be no bigger news in all of sports right now than if Tom Brady said, I, just, I mean, two days ago he's in New England ringing a bell and all of that stuff, going into their their Hall of Fame next year, and then two days, three days, four days later, we find out he's coming out of retirement to play for the Jets. Oh, my God. That alone should make Brady think about it. I'm just saying. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, How about Jim Galloway? Yeah. So, you know, we, we go from doom, gloom, to what the heck was that? So worse than being a Jets fan, because at least the Jets got to win, is being a Giants fan. And in case, you know, there's any Giants fan out there listening, y'all do know this is 11 in a row, right? I mean, y'all had lost 10 in a row. Now it's 11. Okay. And and the one thing I want to say, and then I'm curious what you guys thought, but I, I have to say this. I said it last year. I'm going to say it again. Why Josh Allen getting a pass for all his turnovers? And that every single interview they got to talk about his turnover. Every single every interview I saw off season that's what they asked him about. His turnover, his interceptions. This is the, every interview. And Josh Allen. Now this week they're talking about Josh Allen's turnovers. This week. But him and Dak were tied with the lead in interceptions last week. And you heard about Dak all season and you heard a little bit about Josh Allen. I, 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 I'm not happy about that. But guess what? No, 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 no interceptions, no turnovers with the Cowboys, and that defense. And, and I'm curious because Dr. Train is a big defensive guy. So I'm going to start with Dr. Train. What did you think of the Dallas defense Sunday night again? Daniel Jones. I'm never going to call him Danny. Yeah, Daniel Jones and the Giants. So let me be let me be honest when I say it. I did not get a chance to see much of you guys' game. However, when I finally got made at home, able to get in front of the TV, turn it on, I'm like, all right, so the game should still be going. It's all be a, I literally before I turned it on to see the score, my mind said, man, it's probably coming down the wire here. You know what I'm saying? They, they might, but I'm, you know, of course I picked Dallas to win. I turned to you. I was like, well, damn. Let me just find something else to watch on Sunday. There's no point. <laughs> All I can say is, uh, 
that's the kind of defense that wins championships. Period. <laughs> it's, it's you, just you, you certainly, as a guy who loves defense, you you <laughs> you miss a defensive um, showcase. It was I, 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 it was yeah. beautiful. It, it was beautiful. You would have had tears in your eyes. It would have it would have made you think it eighty five there. I mean, it was it was it was gorgeous. Michael Parsons was everywhere. Michael Parsons was just that dude, but it wasn't just him. It was just the entire defense was just phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. It, it really was. And yeah. and with a defense like that, if Dak doesn't make any mistakes or keeps his mistakes to a minimum, they've got a shot to beat her at the end. But that defense was That's mothering. I mean, yeah. you're up, you're up uh, forty to nothing, and you you create another turnover. The defense yeah. didn't yeah. stop playing. They played all sixty minutes. I mean, I mean, and I mean, let me just say this, and then I want to get JB thoughts. But let me say this, Dallas, this is your year to do something. I'm not predicting. I'm making a statement. I don't think you're going to have Dan Quinn after this year. I think he he has stretched his stay long enough. He stayed because he wanted to complete the job. Y'all better enjoy him because I firmly believe next at the after this season he's going to say, okay, I need to now go take get my own show here. I've been here now three years. I've shown what I can do. It's time for me to move on. So this show year, because I don't believe you're going to have Dan Quinn again. I really don't. I believe there'll be someone else coordinate that. JB, what were your thoughts? Pretty much the same I had. I thought it was a dominating performance. The defense, special teams, offense, no turnovers. And um, playing 60 minutes of football is most important not stopping on defense. Um, everything that you said, I completely agree. Um, did the elements play a factor in things? Yeah, but both teams had to play in it, so that nullifies that. Um, I, I, it was just very impressive, very impressive. Uh, and, and hopefully they continue this momentum, don't get high on their horse, keep going. They, they, have, they have a chance to really do some damage and live up to the hype that has been discussed during the offseason. So... Uh, it was a great win, great great game to watch to be a Cowboys fan and a horrible game if you're a Giants fan. Hey, sir, any thoughts on the Cowboys? I mean, that was impressive. I'm sure it felt great for uh, Cowboys fans. My God. <laughs> Certainly a statement game, that defense looks like it's actually about to take another, le- uh, another step. Uh, it's a little bit of a reality check for the Giants. They played the easiest schedule in the league last year. And I think it was a good barometer of where the Giants are relative versus the Cowboys. And um, the talent disparity is just so significant, and uh, it really played out on the field. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a great game to be a Cowboys fan, that's for sure. You know, hey, I, I ain't no Giants. And it... Go ahead, go ahead, ain't, ain't no Giants fans on, ain't no Giants fans on the show, but, hey, K-Dot, ain't neither one of our teams look that bad. Oh, Lord. That's what I'm oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we were I thought the Steelers were gonna get their ass kicked like worse than anyone uh, of the day after the one o'clock games. But then the Giants, oh thank thank you thank you uh, NYG men for uh, making Steelers look somewhat competent. Yeah, thank, thanks for bailing us out. Thanks for bailing us the Bear fans, the Steelers fans. We no appreciate man. your terrible. We appreciate your terrible play. <laughs> you know, I, I, did the, I, I did the Steve to the Max show on Sunday. 
by invite because football opening day, they asked me to come on. Uh, it's it's on their it's on their Facebook page. If you guys want to check it out. But uh, and Max, who's a good friend of mine, but he's a huge Giant fan, and uh, he said he was going to call in tonight. That's what he said. Um, but you know, I'm looking at the switchboard, and Max, uh, you know, I I, I I don't see you. I don't I don't know what happened. Um, you know, actually, I do know what happened. <laughs> um, oh, you know, the other thing I want to add, and then and then we're gonna do a bonus topic before we get out of here. But I do want to add that, and 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 I'll ask Jay to keep an eye on this for me because I know you follow them as closely as I do. But what I noticed, and I mean, you guys all can, but I expect K Starter keep an eye on his Steelers and train to keep an eye on his Bears. So, um, but Dak interviews, they interviewed him before the game. And like they do in every other interview, you know, Mike McCarthy's calling your plays, now Kellerman's gone. How do you think that's going to affect, you know, the outcome of the game and, you know, you know, the ball control and, you know, take care of the football, all the stuff they always ask him. I watched his interview. He didn't smile. He didn't laugh. He had a very serious, and Jay will know what I mean when I say this, he had a very serious Arthur Floyd look on his face, and he was about that business. He, he just said, hey, look, you know, uh, work is done. We're about to go out there and try to get this win, and that's really all I'm thinking about. He didn't want to get into nothing else. And the look he had, it was different to me. It was different. And he didn't mince a lot of words. He didn't do his normal, you know, I'm I'm going to do my normal Peyton Manning interview and all that. No. He looked angry. And I'm glad. But he looked like I'm going to – I got something to prove. I am sick and tired of this narrative, and I'm going to show you guys. I have adopted Deion Sanders. It's personal. That's how I feel about the Cowboys after the way we've been roasted lately with Dak and his turnovers and losing to San Francisco twice in a row in the playoffs. And now I'm sitting there like, yeah, I get Deion. It's personal. I know Deion said it for another reason, (coughs) but I'm loving that it's personal. So here's the bonus topic. I'll start with JB, but I'm curious what you guys think. Colorado. I don't, I don't follow college football like at all. And I've watched, Colorado getting that ass against Nebraska. I got swooped. Now, I love Deion Sanders. I got swept into the Deion mania, the Shador mania. I got caught into it. I do not watch college football. Explain to anyone out there listening the impact that Coach Prime, let's call him what he wants to be called. He said, my name is Coach Prime, and that's what we're going to call him. Can you explain to anyone listening the impact that Coach Prime is having on? Oh, one other thing I want to say before before Jay answers that question. Tickets this weekend to the Colorado-Nebraska game were more expensive than any NFL game. Think about that. I read that somewhere. I, I don't I don't know if it's tickets to the Colorado-Nebraska were more expensive than any NFL game in week one. Wow. I read that. Jay, who's my college girl, when I need to learn something about college, I go to Jay. Jay's my cabot. Yeah, everyone, I want all y'all to get to comment on it, but I want to start with my brother. 
JB, can you just explain the impact that Dion, that Coach Prime is having on not just college, but just on football? It's immeasurable. It really is. And and he's finally getting his just due. When he was at uh, Jackson State with the HBCU, he turned that program around and started to really showcase that he wasn't all about just glamour. He was about X's and O's, and he was about getting through to his players, recruiting the, the right players, but also getting it through to them. He took that foundation, brought it over to Colorado, and he's building it there also. He beat a TCU team the week prior. They were a three-touchdown underdog. Beat them. Now, TCU was in the college football playoff last year, so it wasn't like it was a cupcake team. They were legitimate. Went in there and beat them. Went toe-to-toe with them. Goes home, takes on Nebraska. They're struggling, but did what any real football team would do when they're, um, when they're favored to win, and, and they just mopped the floor with them. The impact that he has, it, it, I can't even put it into words to properly describe it because he's, he's not just a buzz in the Big 12. He's not just a buzz in college football. He's a, bu- a big buzz in sports, period. And I think with him going to Colorado, there was a lot of detractors, and I understand why. But given the nature of college football right now, as big as it is with all of these different conferences merging into these quote-unquote super conferences and, and the Pac-12 basically about to be dissolved come next year, and with the NIL deals and everything, he's the perfect coach for the perfect season that this football season is in right now. Being able to get through to the players, being able to bring attention to the college and not in a negative way, being able to show production on the field through his players. They actually listen and they, they play for him and, and they get it. They're buying into it. And, and he's he literally now, this part, is he the face of college football? I say, yeah, he is. He's had two two big wins in his first two outings as as a, a head coach for a major football program. And he's building up momentum as we speak. So to answer your question, can't even quantify it. It's just that big. It literally is just that big. Hmm. All right. Train or K-Star, anything you guys would like to add? I don't know your level of interest in college football or this topic, but certainly want to give you guys to jump in if, if you have anything to add. Okay, appreciate it. Um, I'm not huge into college sports, but I'll tell you, I want to watch Colorado play football. And I think that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what's happening, honest to God. I think that's what – I think right now that it's like the biggest attraction right now in sports. Um, Colorado and Dion's team, and, and he's, he's, I guarantee he's building recruiting classes uh, for many years, given what's going on right now this season for them. But um, it's such a story, and it's such an attraction that it makes me want to watch uh, Colorado football and, and be a part of it because it feels like a, a really cool college movement. Um, yeah, well it's so special. I agree. Well said. Train? Like GT, I'm just a fan of Deion Sanders. So to see what he did at Jackson State and then to see him go on and do it, you know what I'm saying, in, in, uh, in, in a tougher uh, in a, in a division where you're going to have a tougher opponent at, at, at the next level, I, I just I, – I just, I, 
I'm just glad I'm here to see the show. It's just a, it's a it's a new prime and it's in Colorado, so uh, that's the only yep. reason why I tune into the game. I'm just I just want to support him. Yep. And, and let me, let me add in real quick too, because I meant to add this yep. point in. I had mentioned NIL. Yep. I also meant to mention the transfer portal. He's taking advantage yep. of the transfer portal in a way that can nobody um, duplicate, and he's gotten a lot of flack for that, but he shouldn't. These are the rules that are currently in place right now. He's playing by those rules. He had to completely turn yep. over the roster from a year ago, and he's been able to do that yep. with a lot of success so far in a young season. So got to give him his credit for that too. Yeah, and, and, and the guy that gave him flack just got his ass kicked. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at home. There you go. Haters, at home. man. Yeah. Haters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I love every second of it. Dion's one of my – if I had to pick five players, five favorite players, he's going to be on that list uh, all time. Um, he was actually on that list before he became a Cowboy. It, that was just a bonus for 94. Um, I to see him as Coach Prime and, you know, man, I, you know, to see him in the, in the pros one day would just be unbelievable, would just be unbelievable. But let's enjoy, let's enjoy him at the of while he's there. Um, last thing I want to just comment on and get you guys thoughts in and where it will be done tonight. But, you know, several times over the summer I want to come on and do a show because, you know, we have a debate slash discussion style show. And I've always said, you know, we look at first take, we look at undisputed and, some of the other shows, you know, there's some similarities to what they do. Of course, they're national. They're on TV. They're big names. We're not. But there's still some similarities. And then there was a big shakeup. Um, Shannon Sharp was let go by FS1. Uh, him and Skip had their issues. And, um, you know, he, he was let go from FS1. And um, Stephen A. Smith went on an immediate campaign to get him to come to ESPN. And long story short, Shannon Sharp now works for ESPN um, and his first take at least two days a week. Uh, and actually, they'll be in Colorado uh, for the, uh, this weekend's game. They're doing a live show Friday, first take is, and Shannon will actually be on that show. He's not normally on Fridays, but he'll be on this Friday because they're doing a live show from Colorado, and Dion's going to be on first take. So, uh, you know, check that out. But And then Skip went off the air for a couple of months, came back, hired Keyshawn Johnson, who was let go out of his contract from ESPN, hired uh, Michael Irving, who I'm happy to say is back with NFL Network after that debacle, and now works for FS1 and is on Undisputed. Richard Sherman, and if y'all don't know the story, Google it, but 13 years ago, Richard Sherman and Skip got into one of the most memorable on-air arguments in the history of on-air arguments. Now they're teammates. Um, and they've got Justina Anderson and Rachel Nichols. A lot of former ESPN players, uh, um, uh, commentators are now there. I just got to say this. I think I love Michael Irvin. I think Michael Irvin could go anywhere and do well because he's just that talented. I think Undisputed is terrible now, though. I think it's just terrible. Keyshawn is good, and Keyshawn is clearly frustrated with Skip's lack of, like, knowledge. Like, Skip just has these outrageous positions. Keyshawn just looks at him like, but Skip, that doesn't make any sense. And and so so 
Undisputed is terrible in my opinion. First take is, is gold. Stephen A. and Shannon, that's the match made in heaven right there. And they're, and they're, get, they're getting their groove together. Although Shannon's got to stop calling Stephen A. Skip, but but they're getting their groove together and they're understanding each other and it's just going to get better and better and better. Y'all want to watch Television Gold? Watch Monday or Tuesday or both. Skip and Shannon Sharp and Ryan Clark comes in and Malawski comes in and it's just it's a, it's it's gold. I think Stephen A. should have Shannon Sharp on five days a week during football season and then bring in. The other guys to do this set, but it should be the two of them five days a week during football, not just a couple days. And I'll tell you what, the ratings may force them to do that. All-time best shows the day Shannon Sharp debuted. So we'll see. But I don't know. I, I, you know, again, I had to get that out there because I kind of wanted to talk about it because there was a lot behind it and stuff that went on at Skip and Shannon. Now it's water under the bridge. But man, it was it was. It was some stuff that went on, and I was going to talk about it during the summer, and I, I never did. But um, but check it out. Check out. Hey, hey, by the way, have you guys checked out any of these, or am I just the only one? Uh, I, I, don't, I, I have. I don't get a chance. I, I have, and actually, uh, T, I don't know, man. I kind of miss Skip and, and Shannon. It, it just feels – like, don't get me wrong, it's good what Stephen A and, and uh, Shannon are doing. I know they're working on their chemistry and they've been doing a good job. It just doesn't – I mean, he, it doesn't even feel right to Shannon. He still calls him Skip. And I think with Skip, like, I, I don't think it's a Skip thing. Skip has been successful and entertaining on TV for a long time. I just think he needs the right partner. And for me, to me, I mean, Shannon was – they were like, you know, debate hosts made it happen to me. I thought they were great together and – awesome it's too bad it didn't work out but uh, i kind of miss those two together I, I do like what they're doing over on first take better that's for sure now uh but i'm still a little disappointed because I, I just missed them shannon got shannon got too popular for skip and skip more than once disrespected shannon and I remember, it was yeah. clear that the, yeah those two couldn't they couldn't coexist they had they had seven years. The first six and a half, everything was great. The last six months was terrible, you know. Yep. And Skip would you know, say things like, "You're jealous of Tom Brady." And Shannon Sharp's like, "Why would I be jealous of Tom Brady? He did his thing. I did my thing. You act like I'm a bum. I have three Super Bowls. I'm in the Hall of Fame. You know, why would I be have to be jealous of another man? You know, stuff like that 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 went on between them. That that had that relationship was that relationship was that. So and and part, of that, part, of, part of that though it was amazing it was a great show um, I got to say it was it was an awesome show prior to their personal issues. Yeah, I think there were some shows that were really good. I think I, I don't give it as high praise as you do, but there were some shows that were really good. My problem with Skip is he, you know, he has positions that are emotional, and if you don't agree with him, he sits there and tries to demean you, and. You know, I mean, I'm a Cowboy fan, but I'm realistic. You know, he, he, he does things like Dak has a bad game, and he videotapes himself taking Dak's jersey and throwing it in the garbage. Now, I mean, really? Like, and it's off the asterisk. He didn't really do it, but he literally videotapes himself throwing a jersey in the garbage and saying that he's done with the Cowboys. That kind of crap, just it does, I don't like that at all. I don't like any of that at all. So, but anyway, 
Um, if you guys get a chance to check out, even if you DVR it and watch it in the evening or watch it over the weekend, catch out uh, Stephen A. and, and, and Shannon. I, I think they're going to – again, they are still working on their chemistry, but I can see it's going to be fantastic. It really is. Those two are going to – they're going to really – they're going to kill it. And they're they're going to kill it so, so much that FS1 is going to have to change what they're doing. Remember I said that. So uh, I, I did see, I did catch some uh, uh, Shannon with uh, with uh, Stephen A. a couple of times, a couple of mornings, and uh, I would I would agree with you, T. I didn't know the backstory. Now that you give me the backstory, I was like, wait, why is Shannon over here? I don't I don't keep up, so, so I didn't know. All I will say is, oh, yeah. it's strange to see Skip have so many years of Stephen A. and that falls off. Then he gets so many years of standing, and then that falls off. I don't know, man. There's a common denominator. It's weird. Weird. This is me. But you know what's funnier? Stephen A. swears by Skip. Steven, Skip yep. gave Stephen A. his shot on first take. Skip gave Shannon his shot on Undisputed. Skip went out. He, he runs Undisputed. He went out and got Michael Irvin, who at the time was not working because of that bullshit scandal that happened during during, during the uh, Super Bowl. And he went out and got Keyshawn, who got let go. Um, you know, he got Richard Sherman. So when you talk to Stephen A, or if you listen to Stephen A, he'll say Skip has given more black people opportunities in this business than anybody, which shocks the hell out of me. So these guys swear by Skip. I think Skip is about one thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make money. I don't care what I got to say or do, I'm going to make money. And I think Stephen A has adopted that same kind of mentality. Hey, guys, let's go make some money. Let's, you know, I, you come with me, we're going to make some money. I'm not going to mess up your money. I'm going to make you more. And I think it's turned into an industry of let's go make money. That's all, that's all we got for tonight. 10 of 10, I said 45 minutes or so. We stuck with that. Let's go around. Oh, um, I don't know if Train had a chance to look at our pick six. Um, did you have a chance? Did anybody do really well? No, no. Unfortunately, I, I did not. I did not tally up the pick six. Okay. I'll, I'll be more prepared for that I, next week, and I'll get the six games out. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's not. Yeah, it's not. Okay, no problem. All right, let's get on to final thoughts. Let's start with JB. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Pretty simple. Great way to start off a week uh, of first kickoff for football with the Lions upsetting the Chiefs. Didn't really get a chance to talk much about it, but that's all right. I think we already know the deal with it. Uh, and then a wrap-up last night's game. Um, very interesting game as well. Looking forward to seeing more about what's ahead for all 32 teams. I think the teams that played great, I want to see if they'll be able to keep the momentum up. Those that played horribly, how can they turn it around? So next game up, Philadelphia uh, versus the uh, Minnesota. Hopefully that'll be a good game to kick off week two. So I'm looking forward to starting the week off with, with those games. Our final thoughts. Yes, um, Steelers, we need a bounce back in a big way. We play the Browns on Monday night football in Pittsburgh. We have to get it done. We have to play better. I expect my comment to have the boys ready Monday night. I cannot wait. Um, we need it. We fucking need it. The Browns, who just beat up Molly Watson, Bengals, yeah. Yep. Mm. Mm, okay. All right. Um, and Dr. Train, final thoughts. 
Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times my final thoughts is to give him Barrett's pep talk. I'm not doing that shit. Nope, 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 nope. No, they don't get my attention. I will simply say the first week was a surprise, you know, and a lot of, and how I saw a lot of teams play. It's going to be another exciting roller coaster of a season. I see it coming. We have not seen the biggest of surprises with teams that are either turning around or going to suck. <laughs> so, man, just 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 get ready for it. That was well said. I mean, that that, that sums up what I was going to say. Like, this is just the beginning of what's going to be a wild season. Everybody, Kansas City lost. Um, um, the Bills lost. You know, uh, you know, uh, the, the Bengals lost. You know, so I mean, who the heck knows? Giants were a playoff team last year. They got destroyed. I mean, this is this really is a lot more wide open than I think people realize. So it it's 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 going to be exciting. I I absolutely agree. Um, hey, T, one one more thing, one more thing before you before you take us home. I just I just want to ask, did you guys see? I just I was supposed to make this far because I had dying laughing. Did you guys see the commercial? With the Manning brothers was interviewing who would be a third person on their on oh, their yeah. Monday Night Football cast. Mike, all that, yeah. When they went to the end, was like, and Eli was like, "Well, I guess there's nobody else on that list that we could we could call in here." And man, Peyton is like crossing it out. Nope, nobody on here. And they go to the outside, and you got a dog. And Tom Brady, hey dude, I, I fell on the floor. I was, I'm sorry, but me, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was too funny. I don't know if y'all caught that, but I was dying laughing. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny. It was very funny. Um, um, all right. Um, I think there was one other thing I wanted to say, and it, 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 it escaped me. But hey. It's going to be. It's about to be a wild season. We'll see what happens one week at a time. And um, you know, <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, I'm happy. And let me not say that. Let me re- let me rephrase. Cowboys have the Jets at home this weekend. I, I, the Jets are going to bring who they have, and they're going to come and play, and they're going to play hard. But I will be honest. After the game Sunday night. And the way that defense played, I was very much looking forward to playing our nemesis, Aaron Rodgers, who at Green Bay hurt us several times over the years. Um, two in particular, the, the Des Bryant catch-no-catch game, and then there was another game where the tight end was running out of bounds and just got his knees inbound to make the catch, and then Mason Crosby hit a 51-yarder to win the game, both of these playoff games that we lost to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And I was really looking forward to this defense getting after Aaron Rodgers in a Jet uniform this weekend, which obviously now will not be the case. I feel a little gypped, but at the same time, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. We'll play Zach Wilson, and we'll go, we go, we go, Mr. Parsons is coming to town, and we're going to go after Zach Wilson just like we would have gone after Aaron Rodgers. So we, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, for Dr. Train, for K-Star, for JB, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll same bat time, same bat channel. And remember what we always say, guys, all feuds are settled on the field.
We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. Thank you.